You know how important it is to ensure that your supplements are genuine, safe, and effective. That's why I partnered with Fullscript, an online dispensing platform that only offers curated professional-grade brands that I know and trust. The very same supplements that I prescribe to my patients and take myself. Never counterfeit or expired, always stored and shipped correctly. Just go to DearHoffmanStore.com to start your free Fullscript account. Buying through Fullscript offers fast shipping, optional refill reminders, a mobile-friendly site. It's safe, secure, and HIPAA compliant and offers world-class support. Fullscript also gives you access to my custom targeted supplement protocols that combine the products that I recommend to address specific needs, heart health, immune support, and much more. Just go to DearHoppinStore.com to sign up for your free Fullscript account. You'll get access to the supplements and features you need to help you achieve your wellness goals. That's DearHoffmanStore.com. DearHoffmanStore.com. Welcome back to today's Intelligent Medicine Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ronald Hoffman. I'm enjoying very much uh, hosting today's guest, uh, Lex Pelger, uh, who has a very, very extensive background in biochemistry. Uh, he's an expert on cannabis science uh, and the endocannabinoid system. Uh, he makes canna education videos on TikTok for CV Sciences. And uh, we were discussing... Uh, some of the benefits of plant-derived uh, cannabinoids. Uh, so uh, the, I think the big issue for a lot of people, and it's, it's just a ubiquitous problem, is pain. And what we have available in our current uh, armamentarium, Lex, uh, a lot of medications that uh, you know, can work but have harmful side effects, you know, start with the non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs, uh, they can damage the gastrointestinal tract, cause ulcers, bleeding, uh, affect the kidneys, can raise blood pressure. Uh, so their efficacy is limited. Uh, they also, according to some studies, you know, you take uh, non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs for joints and you might actually accelerate uh, joint damage. Uh, you, you might have less discomfort, but it's a fool's paradise. Uh, then we have the drugs that are more powerful, but they're extremely addictive. Uh, the opiates. Uh, we've got uh, drugs like gabapentin, uh, which are good for nerve pain, but can make patients extremely drowsy, disoriented, make them more prone to falls. Uh, so uh, we're, we're not exactly vanquishing pain. Uh, that is seems to be the bane of mankind. So do... Uh, uh, do uh, plant-derived uh, or hemp-derived products have promise in this regard? They do. They do. It's when you look at consumer surveys of why they use CBD or hemp extracts, pain is always, always in the top three reasons. And I think that's more indicative than the boatload of studies that you can see on cvresearch.info. I think it's more important that you have a whole bunch of people saying, this is why I take this every day. Um, they, THC and CBD are both powerful antioxidants, anti-inflammatories, and they help with, it seems like the a different system um, than, than the other painkillers. They do actually interact with the opioid uh, uh, system of the body. So there's probably some painkilling effect there as well. But they also interfere with the descending and ascending pain pathways. So these are the nerves that 
take the pain signals from other places in the body. And it seems like the cannabinoids tend to dial down those systems. And one of the best explanations I ever heard, it was, I was actually in Israel interviewing uh, Dr. Raphael Mashulam, the father of endocannabinoid system. like the godfather of uh, endocannabinoid yeah. research, right? <laughs> and he was a mensch. Um, but <laughs> while I was there, I met a rabbi. And he said that he had terrible pain in his back for uh, two decades or so. And the opioids just were interfering with his life too much. But he said the effect of the cannabinoids was that they didn't really make the pain disappear as much as they seemed to push it farther outside of his awareness. And he felt like he could go about his day without a constant focus on the pain. Mm -hmm. And so – it's a different effect, perhaps, than the dulling of the pain, but mm -hmm. giving more of a remove from it. Hmm. And so, however it's working, um, it it is – a lot of people are swearing by it. Yeah, I mean, I just subjectively, you know, I – uh, as an athlete, you know, uh, I experience various uh, aches and pains and strains. And and I would say that what you describe is correct, is that uh, the discomfort is there, uh, but it's it's just less debilitating. I, I process that uh, sensory information uh, in a less uh, alarming way, shall we say. It doesn't set off that, you know, that brain... Uh, cascade that you know puts you into a funk yeah that that makes sense and we do we do hear a lot from athletes and there's a lot of research on or a lot it's more surveys but of athletes saying that they really prefer cbd uh for before their workout uh, but especially for afterwards to help with the inflammation and the cool down and so i think a lot of these are are working with some kind of mixture of THC and CBD for the both mental side of things of, of exercise and competition, as well as the, the anti-inflammatory, anti-pain side of things, and the muscle recovery uh, and bone bone strength as well. And, I, and I've tried a lot of uh, topicals in the past, you know, things that you smear on. And uh, I find that uh, topical CBD is, is the most effective. But, you know, what does the science say? You know, say you have a, I don't know, an ankle sprain or something. Does, does it really penetrate deep enough or is it only good for like superficial injuries? You know, maybe for, your, you know, if you're doing jujitsu and, you know, you sprain your fingers or something, you can just smear it in because the, the joints are very uh, close to the surface. Yeah, there, I haven't seen any conclusive research how far it really is getting in um but it seems like there's a good penetration there because it can certainly get as you know how much how far it gets in and has a positive effect because the cannabinoids can penetrate deep enough in your skin that they get into your blood uh if you if uh some some things that uh people with cannabis use is cannabis bath bombs and the word on the street is if you throw one in it helps to, with the pain and to relieve your mood mm. and if you throw two in this is a really easy way to get high and mm. not have to smoke anything wow. or eat anything wow, um, so they go in if you, that you light some uh you know you put some lavender in the bath water and uh, light some candles and put on some nice music yeah. uh mm -hmm. so, so is that a product that you sell because i wasn't aware that that's uh part of the product lineup the the bath bombs. yeah uh no we don't bath bombs okay. um we do have a lot of topicals though and okay. i like not only do we have just regular topicals but we also have um more for athletes pain penetrating cream that has um um uh what are those 
two things that go in all of these um, to help uh, penetrate. Um, but um, uh, camphor and menthol. Yeah, okay. camphor and menthol mm-hmm. seem to also help with the, the cooling and heating side. So we do know that you have a huge, huge endo- uh, presence of the endocannabinoid system in your skin. So there's all kinds of stuff about it helping with skin repair, helping with um, with with pain that penetrates as deep as the muscles. So does it penetrate deep enough to really help with with um, with muscle tears? It seems that way, but the evidence isn't really conclusive yet. More okay. more work would would need to be done. But with the pain, something like that happening for sure, that would be helpful. I, I think you want to kind of take an inside outside approach. You know, take some internally and then apply some externally for uh, you know uh, muscular recovery uh, for delayed onset muscular uh, pain uh, and or an injury. Uh, let's uh, look at uh, the potential for liver. Because one of the most popular analgesics, uh, Tylenol, you know, you can't take it at too high a dose because it will actually damage your liver. Uh, what about uh, CBD and hemp-derived products? It is the organ to pay attention to when you're taking CBD. I think for – I know uh, Dr. Jamie Kuhn, who we work with, he says uh, interactions – he doesn't. He's not worried about them if you're taking below 100 milligrams of CBD. The unfortunately, there isn't that. That stuff is so complicated, and not enough work has been done to know exactly what the drug-drug interactions. But if you give really high levels of CBD to kids, as I said in the last episode, you do need to watch their their liver enzyme levels. Right. So, you are doc. It's something you should tell your doctor about, so that it's something that they can help you pay attention to. But in general, you don't. It's not like you see liver harm and in my files in the liver, when the liver is insulted, a moderate levels of cannabinoids can very much help to lower uh, fibrosis, uh, scarring, and also to, to speed up the recovery. But it can affect those liver enzyme levels as well as the liver enzymes that process the drugs that you take in and excrete from your body. Right, because there's, so a, there's kind of a competition to. in those pathways. But for people with fatty liver... Uh, is there any potential for it to reduce inflammation? Yes, it seems that way. Um, that's the, uh, for off the top of my head. I believe that work is done more in preclinical models in mice than it has been studied in okay. humans. Mm-hmm. So it seems like the pathways are there, but the clinical research hasn't been done. Okay, so let's switch to the digestive system because uh, the way I got turned on to this is. Uh, uh, I treat a lot of patients with ulcerative colitis and Crohn's disease. And I had a patient who came in and said that uh, virtually the only thing that soothed his GI discomfort was high-dose CBD. Uh, and taking that, uh, the thought was that it worked directly in the digestive system because that's, you know, where it, you know, it, it gets absorbed. And that it may have uh, an anti-inflammatory effect or a pain-relieving effect for people with, you know, irritable bowel syndrome, crampiness, and so on, but also even more serious inflammatory conditions. Yes, uh, that makes a lot of sense. It's, uh, and I'm glad that, that your patients are saying how it helps for them because the endocannabinoid system is certainly a key regulator of our metabolism in general. And so insulin levels and things related to diabetes and how we're digesting stuff and how fast, all of that is is certainly modified by the endocannabinoid system. But also, we have a huge level of 
cannabinoid receptors in our guts. And so for all of these GI tract disorders, there's at least a couple of studies for each one about how it's helping for people, or at least surveys um, or case series of doctors saying they've seen it help for their patients. So it's an area that certainly needs more clinical research, but it, it is one that you hear about a lot from people out there in the world. Um, and also one molecule I might suggest that we, uh, we have in our products is CBD acid. And for, uh, for people who don't know about it, all of the cannabinoids in the plant in its uh, native form, they're in their acidic form. Um, and so that acid form, you have CBD acid, you have THC acid. Uh, generally, they, they're seen as not crossing the blood-brain barrier. That's why you can't eat a cannabis plant and get high. Uh, the THC acid won't go in there. And to convert those acids into their, uh, into their more accessible form of CBD or THC, all it needs is heating. So if you bake them for 10 minutes or you, you light them on fire if you're smoking, yeah. then they're immediately converted to this form. The active compounds. But, mm -hmm. Yeah, but even but the active isn't quite the right word, even though it's usually the one used, because all of these are active. They're not quite as well studied, but CBD acid specifically is really phenomenal for nausea and for gut health in general. There's actually a, a phenomenon across the country of people taking raw cannabis or raw hemp plants and juicing them and hmm. then drinking the juice for their for their gut health. Hmm. And it probably is because of those CBD acid levels, potentially the THC acid, but that one's even lesser studied. But we have a product with CBD acid, which I'm really proud of because there aren't that many CBD acid product market because it's harder to work with because it can't be heated and, and all of that kind of stuff. But CBD acid for gut health is one to keep your eye on and consider uh, experimenting with if you're dealing with GI tract issues. Is there a specific product that incorporates that uh, that people can find at uh, pluscbdoil.com? Yes, it's uh, it's our relief soft gel, oh, and okay. it actually it's even cooler because it doesn't only have CBD; it also it has and CBD acid. It also has PA. PA. Uh, yeah. yeah, and PA so is a. Uh, an endocannabinoid that uh, has been studied since World War II for anti-inflammatory and immune system effects. So we're thinking of relief as more of the pain product uh, in general? Yeah, pain and immune system uh, balancing uh, and helping. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, yeah, PA is very intriguing compound. Uh, there's actually, I think I read an article recently about PA and, uh, you know, the painful condition of endometriosis. So uh, that you know, it may be promising for related inflammatory conditions. Uh, a big concern for a lot of people is sleep, adequacy of sleep, it's outright insomnia, but also quality of sleep. And again, it was a patient who turned me on to the potential for CBD to relieve sleep because I had a patient who uh, I tried to virtually everything on her and uh, she wasn't happy about taking uh, sleep medication. She said it helped her sleep, but it left her groggy. And so she was kind of high and dry on that. I never really uh, properly addressed that. And she came back to me and she said, I just discovered something that worked. I said, what was it? And this is, you know, when CBD was just on the radar screen for me. I hadn't really delved into it yet. She said, I'm using CBD. I said, wow, that's exciting. And she says, yeah, it's really doing the trick for me for sleep. So what do the studies say? Um, the funny part about this one is the studies are all over the place because people are all over the place. Mm -hmm. yep. This is the one I have to explain all the time. And yep. it kind of cracks me up as a scientist because 
there's such a, a wide array of effects from cannabis in general. You know, people, yes. the psychoactive effect people get all over the place. It's because we all have different uh, densities of our CB1 receptors over different parts of our brain. We actually have different types of CB1 receptors depending on your genetic variants. And so cannabis in general affects people in a lot of different ways. And that is true for sleep more than anything else. From what I've heard from the anecdotes is from about a third of the people, uh, hemp extracts with CBD are just a thing for taking half an hour before bed to help them have get to bed sleep uh, faster and to sleep longer and better. Mm-hmm. And then for another, and that's my wife. Uh, then for another third of people like me, I can't take it after six p.m. It's going to mm-hmm. keep me awake. Interesting. Um, and and THC will also keep me awake. Yes. And it's that moderate amount of THC yes. in there. So. I don't sleep well if I take it at 6 p.m., but if I take it at uh, in the morning and at noon, then I'm – well, one, I'm less anxious, and mm-hmm. I just have a better day, and it seems like it helps my sleep when I'm taking it during the day. And then for the last third of people, it doesn't really seem to affect their sleep or energy levels at all. Yeah, and so work. I always have to yeah. tell people, yeah. Yeah, you just – this, for this one, more than anything else, yes. you have to, to experiment and see what works yes. for you. But also, don't give up too quickly. At least experiment with a whole bottle for the the length of time it takes to take it. Because sometimes the endocannabinoid system needs time to balance out, and it takes two to three to four weeks for it to start to work. Um, and for some conditions, even longer. You know, if it involves um, more serious things, the ability of cannabinoids to create new brain cells often seems to be what helps with certain conditions and that takes a couple of months so don't give up right away right and and some people have told me yeah i tried cbd uh and it doesn't work and they may have tried the wrong product the wrong dose you know something that wasn't standardized Uh, i think you have a couple of sleep products one is the sleep gummies which i take uh which have some synergistic compounds in there how did you formulate that melatonin Um, yeah so those are cool yeah. Yeah. 10 milligrams of CBD per gummy, uh, three milligrams of melatonin per gummy, um, and also 50 milligrams of magnolia bark and 50 milligrams of lemon balm as mm-hmm. well, which are just two old, you know, all the old witches, uh, and medicine ladies know about that one. Mm-hmm. Um, just one, the one word of warning with melatonin for people in general is this, it's not a, a sleep drug as, uh, or, compound as much as it is a circadian rhythm yes, compound. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So what it's doing is telling your body it's time to sleep. So you don't want to take it at midnight because it's going to be resetting right. your circadian rhythm from midnight to, right. you know, late in the morning and you'll or, feel or too worse, yeah, Don't so take, take it, it at four in the morning if you wake up and you want to sleep longer because it's going to. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So melatonin is for bedtime right. and that's the only time to take it. Take other products in the middle of the night that don't have melatonin in them. Yeah, and uh, you also have a, a sleep reserve gummy. There's two different gummies. There's one that's the, or, the original sleep, and now there's a reserve one that has a little more THC in it. Yes. Yeah. The Well, the, the new reserve, yeah, so the original uh, is, is CBD and, and THC. But the, the new reserve sleep product is very cool because that's the one that has the CBD and THC as well as melatonin and then CBN as well, the mm-hmm. one we mentioned in the last show that's known mm-hmm. as the – the sleepy cannabinoid. It's it's actually the breakdown product of THC in the plant, which is why old cannabis tends to make you sleepy when you uh, ingest it. Right. Uh, so, so, you know, finally, I want to get into something that's a little controversial, which is the use of um, uh, CBD for uh, children and adolescents. You know, they're children who have 
behavioral problems, uh, their children with uh, autism, their children who have terrible uh, sleep problems. Um, I, in my opinion, uh, CBD is something that should be initiated uh, after some degree of brain maturation has occurred. And, you know, I'm not entirely sure that CBD has a place for, say, the, the under 18 population. Do you, do you have a, uh, a feeling about that? Or you, perhaps there's a risk-benefit equation tilts towards benefit if there's a very serious problem and it's worth trying. Yes, I think that's the best way of saying it, is that I, just like cannabis during pregnancy, I think the general idea is don't use it unless you need to for, you know, extreme nausea or things like that. With young people, um, you know, especially THC, you know, large levels of recreational use is absolutely linked to bringing out latent schizophrenia that's there. It's not a huge link, but it's certainly one Well, that's with that's conventional there. pot. That's not with your products. Yeah, no, no. That's for that's for high levels of THC. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's just worth remembering that that can happen. But you you don't see that as much with CBD. Um, so, but is, you know, it is a cannabinoid. And so the thing is, you have such strong data for autism and some of the other uh, neuropsychiatric things that can be happening in adolescence that the cost benefit, I think, can can tip over to that side. Mm -hmm. So I I don't I wouldn't recommend this to to healthy adolescents. I yeah, don't think just like they little, need it. You're, and there's you're not enough research. It's all you have trouble sleeping. Take a gummy. You know, maybe maybe forego that. You know, for a yes. minor, minor yeah. problem. But yeah. if yeah, but if you're facing something serious, I mean, one of the reasons I got into this is the effect of six months of CBD at low doses on my uh, nephew and okay. his autism. Oh, and it, okay. it, it completely changed his life. Um, hmm. he was probably someone who would not have left his, his parents' house, hmm. um, at least not easily. And now, and with, this was quite a long time ago, uh, now he's about to leave for college and, wow. you know, is on the basketball team. And, you know, he's certainly someone who is still, you know, spectrum me, uh, oh. somewhat, uh, but hell, so am I. Um, and he is now <laughs> going to, uh, you know, he, it has really changed things drastically. And, one guess is, like I said, these these form new synaptic connections. Um, these are brain cells, neurogenesis, and so we don't know the pathways for this yeah. because obviously our animal the models developing for autism brain and, and all the implications for the developing brain. You know, maybe we don't want to fool with that too much. Yeah, yeah, right. Uh, and and finally, uh, you know, what's intriguing is that, and you got to explain this to me. The, you have written three graphic novels based on Moby Dick about cannabis and the endocannabinoid system. Uh, that you know, I, I they talk about Asian fusion restaurants, you know, where you have uh, you know kind of a mixed palate. But boy, that sounds pretty intriguing. How you pull those themes together? Can you briefly describe that? Yeah, um, sure. Yes, yeah. so I have three books done, and I have 132 to go based on the 135 chapters. Um, <laughs> and actually, it was perfect because I had been. It took me about five years of research to start being ready to write about the science. And on my last research trip around the U.S., I always take one big fat book on a trip that I mean that I mean to read. And I always talk about anandamide, the first endocannabinoid neurotransmitter discovered, as my great white whale. But oh. I didn't know what that meant. So I brought Moby Dick along and I start mm -hmm. reading it. I'm like, this is the most amazing book. Yeah. And and I, I mean, it is. I But also, he's an obsessive done 
I'm an obsessive Dutchman. Like, he also makes sense to me. But the Captain Ahab side of things is the the war on drugs and Prohibition and Anslinger and Nixon and Reagan. Um, but then the, the cannabinoids and explaining the science of the endocannabinoid system, which I just didn't know how I was going to get across to people. All of a sudden, the anandamide and all the other endocannabinoids are whales. And if you treat our brain like an ocean, then the cannabinoids are whales, and you have all these other neurotransmitter fish swimming around in between the cities that live down there. And bars that are on the, in the walls of the city. And all of a sudden, it's a really rich, uh, pretty easy-to-follow metaphor. You, I have explained on my personal YouTube. Uh, I kind of have it all laid out. But I, uh, I came home, I put all the cards on the wall, and it just fit perfectly, explaining the human story and the scientific story of cannabis and the endocannabinoid system. And, uh, yeah, I've been working on a lot of, on a lot of years. I'm just half, uh, I had kids, so with a little bit of a break with that. But, um, the queer chapter is up on Amazon for sale right now. And the other ones, uh, you can see at lexpelger.com. The free PDFs are, are there until I can, uh, get them up. And then I have the next seven of them written. I just gotta find the, uh, the right illustrator to, uh, to pull together the visuals. But, it's uh, it's been a really rich way to 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 learn and to explain this to other people. Okay, well, it sounds like uh, a very very creative uh, synthesis of your uh, scientific uh, inclinations uh, along with your uh, artistic talents. So good for you, and you're certainly communicating the benefits to a lot of people, and I think that it's creating a lot of good. So, uh, for our listening audience, we want to create a lot of good. We have a special offer for you. Visit pluscbdoil.com slash Hoffman and use coupon code Hoffman30 for 30% off. That's because we really want you to try it. That's the only way I think that you can determine uh, what's right for you. Different strokes for different folks when it comes to hemp-derived products. Uh, That is an important underlying message that we want to get across. Just go to pluscbdoil.com slash Hoffman. And uh, Lex, it's really been a pleasure uh, talking to you, and um, I really enjoyed our conversation. Great, me too. Yeah, it's been a pleasure to uh, to chat. Indeed. Okay, so uh, all the best to you, and uh, I will say au revoir. <laughs> au revoir. Okay, until next time. Thank Have you. Have a good night. A bientôt. <laughs> Take care. <laughs> I want to thank you for listening to the Intelligent Medicine Podcast. Follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or your favorite podcast app and get new episodes automatically downloaded every weekday. And please give us a rating and review. It truly helps new people discover Intelligent Medicine. The Intelligent Medicine Podcast is for general informational purposes only and does not constitute the practice of medicine, nursing, or other professional healthcare services, including the giving of medical advice and no doctor-patient relationship is formed. The use of information on this podcast or materials linked from this podcast is at the user's own risk. The content of this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Users should not disregard or delay in obtaining medical advice for any medical condition they may have and should seek the assistance of their health care professionals for any such conditions. Finally, please visit drhoffman.com and discover everything intelligent medicine has to offer, including frequently updated unbiased health news and fully vetted product and supplement recommendations. 